All right, welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast. Nathan and Matthew are not with me, it's just Jake, but I have two very special guests, Alice and Pascal. Um, we're going to get to know them a little bit later. So if you don't know Veritas, on Sunday afternoons, we have a, a church that meets in our building called New Bethsaida Church, and it's a church made up of um, some refugees of the Banyale Menge people. And with me today are Alice and Pascal, two of the kids of Adonis, who is the pastor of that church. An interesting story, we have a, a little history leading up to this relationship um, of how we're meeting in the church um, and how we got connected, but my wife is a substitute teacher sometimes, and she was substitute teaching, and actually Alice was in her, one of her classes. Mm-hmm. Is she a mean sub? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a mean... Oh, yeah. no, 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 she was nice, she was nice. Uh, that's how we got to, like, that's, yes. that's how we got to meet, no. know each other, because she was nice. I could, yeah, I could see her like being a mean that. sub. No, she's, <laughs> she's nice, Mercy's nice, yeah. I love her. She's so awesome. She was subbing and helped with some homework, and mm-hmm. I got to know Miriam was another student in the class, and got to know Miriam's family, built a good friendship with Miriam's mom, Claudine, uh, and that family, who grew to love them very much. Uh, Claudine passed away of cancer and just saw their faithfulness and joy in Jesus despite the suffering that they went through, and um, yeah, it was, it was a tremendous family, and it was a blessing to get to know them. A time had passed, a derecho hit, uh, reached out to Adonis in the church just to find out, like, how's everybody doing? The place where they were having church was damaged, and we said, hey, let's, we have a spot. Uh, come, and, come and have services at uh, Veritas, but really wanted more than just providing a space to have worship, but really a, a partnership and to grow in relationships, and um, it has been a blessing personally to get to know Adonis and his family and see their uh, love of God and their faithfulness, and I'm excited for you to get to know them better and for you to get to know Alice and Pascal today. So, Alice, Pascal, introduce yourself. Tell us, tell us who you are, what you do. My name's Alice, and I am 20 years old. I am Congolese, Munyamulenge um, specifically, and I'm attending college right now, and uh, my name is Pascal. I'm also Congolese, uh, Munyamurenge, and uh, grew up in, kind of moved around, so mm. we kind of <laughs> just been everywhere. Up, uh, yeah. yeah, I've been everywhere, yeah. and uh, we finally moved to the United States, and we've been here ever since. I love it here, just, 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 just to just make it clear. <laughs> <laughs> I love it here, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm also a student. And uh, yeah. Now, what do you what are you guys studying, or what do you want to do? What are your ambitions? Um, so I am thinking of business, and I might minor in um, social work. Oh, neat. Yeah, so that's what I'm studying. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I'm 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 doing uh, I'm I'm studying aviation right now. So I actually I. I seem to really enjoy it. it just yeah. other than work, it actually it's excites exciting. me. Yeah. You know, you, it's one of those gives you like you know a feeling. You know, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, especially, you know, um, I was just to say a little bit of story about uh, I was inspired by uh, uh, my instructor, who is also Munyamurenge. Okay. So he works at the uh, Iowa City Airport. 
to learn, uh, it's uncontrolled there, but so, you know, uh, I got to talk to him. I knew him for a little while, and he's a very smart, very smart guy, yeah. and uh, very God-loving. Mm. You know, he's told me all of his achievements, all of his tests, because he had to go through a lot of difficult stuff. Mm -hmm in order for him to get to that stage. And he finally, finally made it. He's, you know, he's a pilot, he's an instructor. And he actually also um, uh, went to school to fix planes. He's also a mechanic. Oh, wow. So he's very educated. He took me out. We, you know, he took us out on an introduction of flight. And the best part is he took me on a sunset. Uh -huh. So <laughs> when I saw it, I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Uh, this is beautiful. just amazing, yeah. you know. <laughs> so that's how I, I kind of got to... Love aviation. Yeah, I just had lunch today with somebody in our church who was a missionary pilot in Kenya and Jordan oh, wow. for a while, so I'll have to hook oh. you up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'd love to meet yeah. you. It'd be great. <laughs> that uh, is awesome. So tell us a little bit about the Banyamlenge people. What's the background there? So the background story of the Banyamlenge, it's a lot. I cannot go through it, in, but I'll try to um, minimize it. Um, so the Banyamlenge people are originally from Congo, and they are one of the tribes. They have about 200, 200 tribes, and um, mm. they're one of those tribes. The Banyamlenge people are their minority um, of that group, just the whole country itself. They were originally um, from the mountains, or that's where, in the 19th century. And they, the, uh in they were in the mountains of Murenge from the six, uh -huh. uh, 16th centuries. Murenge so is that in the Congo? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's a it's like beautiful place. Yeah. And yeah. Um, since they were in the mountains of Murenge, way before Africa basically had countries, that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. You know, before we, they had countries, you know, there were people living there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they didn't just come after the countries, there was people living there. So they were in the mountains of Moringa, and the back then there was, you know, no, no, no countries saying Kenya, Rwanda, you know, da, 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 all that. And, um, you know, they were living there for, uh, uh, it was their home. But then when, um, in the eight, I think the 18, 18, probably 1885 or whatever. You know, they started getting, you borders. know, getting the borders, borders. dividing, you know, Africa, uh, you mm -hmm. know, depending with the colonies and everything, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go into yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Congo, Mulenge, the mountain of Mulenge, basically, beautiful place now, was divided into Congo. Mm. Now, was, so it became, you know, part Congo, of part of Congo. Sure. And... Uh, with the like she said, she said there's two hundred tribes in, in in Congo, two hundred tribes, they speak about four hundred and something Language. languages. Mm. So it's very big country with you know a lot of people, different people, mm -hmm. also that migrated into different places, but mm. for some reason. They all decided when you're moving to Congolese. Yeah, we're not we're not part of um, we're not Congo. part of Congo, and it's it's surprisingly that um, even right now, if you would ask a Congolese person, do you know Mnyamulenge? Um, they're most likely to say that they don't because we're just this little we're just this much. We're not a lot, mm -hmm. but but yet. We, yeah. We're not very known, sure. even in yeah. our own country, yeah. <laughs> due to po politics stuff that that happened. And so, so did war and conflict drive the Bunny Lemengi people out of 
Congo. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. And mostly it's yes, and that's kind of the thing. But also it's like uh, I like to think of it as uh, much more than that, because it's very, I don't know, it's kind of different, you know, having people just. So it's like okay, there's a uh, going back on Banyamurenge. There's Banyamurenge. There's two hundred tribes, but there's also Masisi. Masisi is also another part of Congo with people who are more like mm-hmm. like us, you mm-hmm. know. Like what I mean by that, not to sound, you know, what like I mean by that is they're also minor. Uh, they're also a minority mm-hmm. group, mm-hmm. you know. They're a minority group. We're a minority group. We both hate it, you know. They call us. They tell us you guys are not Congolese. Mm. So like she just say, there's not a whole lot of people that know, you know, and the ones that know they hate us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh-huh. So it's kind of, it's kind of you know, it's kind of just out there and, uh, but conflict and uh, is is you know it's it's what drives when you're and it's on it's not only us. The discrimination they yeah. the discrimination uh, it's like against uh, uh just your own people like uh basically it's like uh, right now even right now as we're speaking i would say it's a civil war going on mm-hmm. you know even right now they still we're still battling the same thing that her grandfather and their father were still struggling with and dealing with at that time and it's still going on and it's 2021 mm-hmm. you know it's crazy to think uh, to think about it and um to actually say that this still goes on like it has gotten to the point where like you don't even want to hear it anymore because mm-hmm. like when is this going to end mm-hmm. you know like right now whenever my dad is like they send out video on uh, like uh, voice memos and just uh, saying how what's going on and what's happening and sometimes you're like I don't even want to hear it uh, we're tired yeah. when is this when are we going to be accepted for who we are you know we are part of the country and we are part of Congo but yet we're not they were were discriminated because of the way the way we specifically look or the way we just who we are, you know? And Masisi is similar to us. Um, I would say, like, um, they go by, like, features is what describes us. So by our features, we're discriminated by that, mm. you know? So... Yeah. And, like, with that, this goes down to it's a lot deeper than that because no kid, no, there's no one, no one gets born, you know? And no one chooses. Yeah. Somebody else. Yeah. And there's actually some other people from other tribes saying, hey, you know, telling their own people, like, hey, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. You know, that's wrong. Yeah. You can't decide, because there's, be, there's this decision that's been going on of erasing mm. our people, you know what I mean? Mm. And it's kind of, it's horrible, yeah. you know? Talking uh, to your dad, I know that you guys have been through a lot. Mm. Yes. And hearing some of his stories. Mm-hmm. What, do you know how many Banyan Lemenga people are over in Cedar Rapids? I I can say a specific number, but I'm uh, thinking like um, about two hundred. About two hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, yeah. They also they have moved a lot. Some of them move in, some move mm-hmm. out. When did you guys come to the states for the first time? Were you in a refugee camp and then waiting to get in the United States, or how did that unfold? Actually, mm-hmm. we lived uh, we lived in Kenya. Okay. In Nairobi, and it's not a refugee camp. Heights. It's you know. um like so Nairobi is the capital city mm-hmm. of Kenya. Yeah, um 
We moved in in America in 2013, and prior to that, um, before moving to um, to Kenya, we stayed um, in Rwanda. We, we we were everywhere due to the war driving us out of our you own country. You moved a lot. So um, we went to Kenya to find um, refuge, I would say. And um, Kenya has um, a program. Program. Is it like Another a program? Summer. So, like, how I would explain it is, it's like you UNCR. UNCR. <laughs> It's like UNCHR. a UN program, okay. mm-hmm. and they actually do help you know refugees. Okay. Not only Banyamurenge, you know, they do help mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. too. So, like in in Kenya, it's like, hey, you know, we, w- you know, just trying your chances basically. Yeah, you to know. see if um and to see if you can come to the United States because over there that's not our country as well, mm-hmm. and we're yeah. very discriminated down there too. Mm-hmm. So um they think Congo gold silver rich yeah. you know and for yeah. us so like we just we're running away <laughs> we don't want to so, be there we so don't have nothing <laughs> with us that's kind of that's kind <laughs> of know? like you know even now so like right now like she just say congo silver you know gold they think people are rich and now the kenyans are like you know what? all these congolese are coming here and they ju- they're making everything expensive Mm-hmm. They're making our rent <laughs> expensive, mm-hmm. you know, like a normal stuff, like market, everything's getting yeah. ex- expensive, you know, and, you know, they, they blame, you know, they blame for that. Sure. And it's, it's natural, you yeah. know, it's just, it's just like a blame going mm-hmm. on. If things get tough, you know, you turn to the other guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's, this, this kind of a process over there. It's like a, you go a few process and then mm-hmm. once you get, you know, you, you approved. get approved, then you come here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for, you know, in hopes for a better life, you know, better opportunities. Yeah. Yes. How, how old were you guys when you came over? I was, um, I was 12. I turned 13 in America. Oh, wow. So yeah. becoming a teenager in the yeah. midst of all that transition. Yep. <laughs> wow. And I was, uh. I think I was 14, 15, 14 turning 15-ish, you know. What was that like? What's been maybe the biggest culture shock for you guys coming to a new place? Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so when we came to the United States, we went to Florida. Keep in mind, we came came in the United States in Florida, in Tampa. In Tampa, Tampa, Florida. The weather's a little different here. The weather (laughs) is so different. What's the weather like where where you're from or where you spent your time? It's actually... it's nice. It's hot. It's you know, nice, it's hot. more People, like Florida. Yeah, more, like more like Florida. Florida. Okay. You know, more like Florida. And sometimes Florida like is even uh, hotter. You know, okay. people so you think didn't of experience Africa, like, like so negative thirty degrees. No, 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 no. We're dying. Like we're right dying. now, I am dying. I'm like, God, oh, it's so cold. <laughs> Nothing. It's, it's wrong. Ever. I told Marcy, it's like, I don't think our walls are working. <laughs> like I think the cold is coming through the walls. It's yes, not working. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And thank God, thank God for the for America. We have <laughs> he, 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 he heated know? water and heaters going on, and, and wha- actually, our cars like, are heating. Like, who, where would like, we be without the, the, the biggest technology thing of America? Was, it was so surprising. Like, right into America, so we flew. Uh, I think we flew into um, Chicago. No, before that, it was uh, Switzerland. I think. Yes, yeah, Switzerland. Was in Switzerland, and then you know we came straight to Chicago O'Hare Airport, and as soon as we land. 
Snow, snow everywhere. Snow. <laughs> and we I loved mean, it. You, you know, we've we've known snow like from movies and stuff like that. Yes. Snow. First so. time. Have you been sledding? No. Okay, so I I haven't. I haven't. I think I did before. Remember when we used to live in Rock Island? Mm-hmm. You never really used yeah. to come with us. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they they took me and Deborah and my younger siblings and we went, um is it like um like so like um like a small hill it's like a smooth in. thing and then you sit on it and then a you saucer, slide like a round circle yeah yeah yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. yeah. and i i say never again <laughs> <laughs> i fell so much and then i tried going ice skating oh yeah. never never yeah. some things just like you can't do when you're grown up yeah. when you're yeah. grown you just have to learn from yeah. young young age young you know. age in order to yeah. so yeah. like it was so it was so confusing cuz like okay we flew to you know our here airport, and then we actually had a like a, a later on a later on flight, so they ended us moving from the airport to the uh, hotel, and then we got to the hotel. Obviously, we're you know curious. Yeah. yeah. You know, me and my brother, we get out, we go outside, we touch the snow. Now it is very cold. <laughs> <laughs> it is oh. very cold. So weather was a big shock. <laughs> what yeah, other sure. what other culture shocks was it? Uh, for me, so uh, I was going. Because we, we went we, we in Florida. It's very hot in Florida. Um, dress code. A dress code is really different. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So, um, <laughs> so <laughs> I, did, I didn't know it, it was such a shock until I was with my dad when, um, you know, women, <laughs> they, they, they dress certain ways and... I'm like, what? This is normal. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm trying to not look anywhere. Like as I'm with my dad, I'm like, like and it's hey, not me dressing hey, that way. But I live here, and sometimes <laughs> I think the same thing. Like, who's your mom? Like, yes, go, yeah. Go like, put oh. some clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, definitely. That was that was a big a big shock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the dress code that was. It was know, different. Yeah, it was very different. different. You know, you coming in, you know, you like. You know, is this person supposed to be dressed this way? Are, mm. are they okay? Is something wrong? Yeah. You know yeah, what? Like, <laughs> what? What's you going start, on? You start questioning. <laughs> yeah, you start questioning. Yeah. I, until like right now, I I've gotten used to it. That's that. It almost it, feels it, normal. It, it, it almost feels, feels normal. normal. Like yeah. uh, like it, it, it's normal. Yeah. How are yeah. schools different? What was education out of that? Oh, it was different. Okay, so the biggest thing is, we, so we, like she mentioned, we went to Florida, right? So the the school is big mm-hmm. over there now back home when we're in class we stay in one class teachers change mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. now here the teachers stay in class we change so i would get lost a lot <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, like going from my first period when i got there i knew my f- you know my uh, first period so i went straight there now second period third period every, that's uh, now that's a hassle now I spend literally like a whole month every time missing lunch mm. because every time after lunch now I will st- I will keep on that, moving around. That's one subject you can't miss. You can't <laughs> that, miss I know. <laughs> no, I used to. Do, the school was so big. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try and memorize them. So instead then, of eating lunch, you went to go find classes. Yes. Oh yeah. And oh, then like the six, like and then yeah. sixth period because lunch was with the fifth. Now I was even during lunch and I'm like, I'm so stressed. My Sixth period was so far and it was kind of confusing. Every single time after lunch, I would just go straight, start looking for the sixth period. <laughs> and sometimes they would start sixth period before I find it. That's how bad it was. Yeah. And then I was, you know, obviously living in Kenya, 
did help a lot because we knew some English. I, you know, it was kind of mm. different, but we knew some English, you know. Now, I'm like, it kind of feels, it's kind of embarrassing, you know, asking, hey, you know, where's my sex period? Mm-hmm. You know, just showing them, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's, it felt embarrassing. It's, you know? it's uh, yeah, it's, and I would say the same for me, but now I look, when I look at it now, I don't think, I think I should have reacted differently when people were asking me, hey, can you say this? Because we had an accent. Yeah. And Americans li- like that, you know? Mm. Like, can can you just continue talking? I'm like, what what do I say? <laughs> I'm embarrassed speaking right now because mm. I sound so different, you know? Yes. And I didn't know yeah. that. Being, being different is good. Being unique is good. Like, people yes. love that. But yes. at a young age, you just want to be... You mm. just want to like be the same. Yeah. You want to be normal. I don't want to have this accent, and I know this accent is not going to go away, so I might as well just get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> so I had this accent, and people would ask me, like, can you say this? They, they were curious, but, like, my reaction, mm. like, I would end up, like, having a conversation and end up speaking, but, like, I'm not, like, really excited as they are because I'm like, well, now you speak because... <laughs> Yeah, I've spoken <laughs> enough. I've spoken <laughs> enough, and yeah, yeah, but definitely that was that was one for me with schools and just just um the in general. In general. Yeah. How about food? Is there some American food you really like? What's the the difference in cuisine? So, okay, me, not, not me and you. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're not we're not picky. We're not picky. We're, we're not, not really that so, picky. So me and him can literally like we like I like trying new things. But on the plane coming here, <laughs> we did not eat. It was, and in Florida, when whenever we went to get a sandwich, we didn't we didn't we didn't like that. Yeah, they'll put like mayo, mayo cheese, cheese, stuff and I'm like, like seeing like, this lettuce. I'm, I'm like, why are they giving me uncooked uh, cabbage? <laughs> you know, so so the food. But when yeah. I really picky right now, yeah. I would say like my favorite food that I really like. Well, I have like, I don't know if it's favorite, but like specific restaurants that I really like. I really like Chick-fil-A. Yeah. It's awesome. Christian chicken. I don't know. I don't know if it's, if it's their sauces or if it's the food. (laughs) The sauces. It's addictive. I just, it's, it's good. And I, I like Italian. I like, um, Olive Garden. I just yeah. I just love love all of them. They're they're all good. So you see, with I'm not me is, I just had this, you know, I you know obviously not, but like in my mind I was like after a while when we started getting used to it, I was like, American people can cook. All they have is <laughs> all they have is fast food. So yes, <laughs> that's literally yes. all I thought. Cause we'll go in the restaurants. There's you know there's fries. There's burgers. Burgers everywhere, <laughs> and there's you know sandwiches. They're like, oh, they eat sandwiches. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, I was like, that was before. Like, I went to a restaurant there's like rice, like stuff. Yeah. I'm used to. I'm yeah. like, what's you know, how do these people live? You know. <laughs> yes, cause cause as our parents would say, they actually whenever we go out to eat a lot, cause me and him go out to eat a lot. It's so like, why are you guys eating out a lot? I can cook, you can cook, we're cooking home, why are you guys going out to eat yes. a lot? And th- and they say it's unhealthy, My our parents are, yeah, they like <laughs> the healthy stuff, um, yeah. greens home-cooked and meal. home-cooked yeah. meals, not a lot, and you know, so 
they would say like whenever like Americans like to eat out and all of that. So for them, it's like. It's it's like a culture shock too. That yeah, they're, they're actually, like they don't yeah. they don't cook. They're like they, and they, they don't they, get they, it. They say Americans don't cook. They're <laughs> no. gonna go out to the eat. The best restaurant in Cedar Rapids is on my back deck with my grill. That's my. Oh yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. <laughs> yes. But we, I don't. Yeah, I feel like you know it's kind of and you know we know that because now we got tend to use to to know some people mm-hmm. and uh, you know and then we was like we're like you know. Used to like home cooked meals, you know. They, yeah. they, mm-hmm. the every celebration was, you know, like uh, Christmas, New Year's Eve, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, all the all the you know celebrations. It was, it was, it was. The, we knew it was a celebration when there's family at home, a lot of there people, is, you know, uh, relatives, good food, you know, yeah, everybody's there is happy. Chicken involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that you knew. I you used know? to love. I used to love whenever I was little. I used to love, like Chris, New Year. Yeah. New Year was my favorite of all time. <laughs> yeah. Like just the food that we cooked, the people. It was just good vibes and everything. Around. Where in America it's like. <laughs> fast food. Fast food. Wendy's. I'm so used to eating that, and I'm so used to eating mom's home cooked food. I eat chicken whenever I want. This all this food I can eat whenever I want. I'm no longer looking for a specific holiday to eat this yeah. food, and I just think that's just crazy, and that's it's awesome fun, yeah. that that whenever you're little, it, it's not <laughs> even pr- whenever you're little. It's just just America. That's we have yeah. so many things, you know. Yes. Yeah, a lot of options. Yeah, a lot, lot of options. But when the tundra breaks and it's mm-hmm. not so cold we'll mm-hmm. feast we'll we'll do a cookout in the backyard oh, yeah, yeah that would be awesome <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> tell us a little bit about new Bethsaida church um okay. so uh yeah. yeah so what i would say so like new Bethsaida church started when uh so after we moved to we was in florida tampa we moved to rock island so we moved to rock island illinois you know and it's like an hour and half from here 20 minutes and um we lived there you know by my dad you know some people people knew him he was mm-hmm. a pastor back then you know and then when we was there there was already a church in in, in, in that's where we was going you know there were some people there was a, like a small there's not a lot just a small community that lived here there was young here in Sioux Rapids mm-hmm. there was young people there was kind of older people and you know they're young go to church you know like regular other churches you know in english not be okay but like they're kind of older people you know, they was kind of they felt kind of left out they mm-hmm. felt kind of you know there's like they didn't have a, a place to go worship you know that kind of felt that and even the younger ones because there's a little bit of a culture difference mm-hmm. so even our worship and our praise is kind of different mm-hmm. so you know they for them, you know, it kind of yeah. felt. I you love know. you guys. It's yeah. yeah, I get a um, workout. It's like my. I <laughs> it's, like it's, like, well, it's a workout. <laughs> yeah. it's so, like, it's like um, if if I would if I would say that um, if Amable was here, he would respond differently because he 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 loves him. Pascal does too, but um, Amable loves it more than. Yeah, he loves it. So uh, it almost feels like a workout. You have to. And not everybody can do it. Like, you have to do it right. I don't, there's a way you have to do it. No, no. Just like you can't run to the treadmill uh, with, like, um, not knowing, not, not knowing how to use it. You got to know the speed. You got to know. You got to move a so, certain but way. Like, but the thing is, with that, is, uh, it's different, you know. Most of the time, when, when, when something like that is, 
So it's like he doing the worship. You at that point when you think it or, or, or when you think about it or not, like uh, on a deeper level, it's it, like David, you know, mm-hmm. King David. He danced for the Lord. He took yeah. his clothes off. Yeah. People were calling him crazy. Yeah. But for him, it was not because he was crazy. It was because what he knew what his was inside passion. him. You know, yeah. His passion. He knew what he was thankful yeah, for. Yeah, what, you know? what has really made an impact on me. Yeah. Knowing your guys' story and the things that you've been through and then still seeing the passion of your worship of God yes. and your faithfulness and your joy mm-hmm. in the Lord is so, so encouraging. And that's kind of the how it is because because of the things we've been through is what makes us thankful. Cause mm-hmm. I know right now I'm twenty, uh, I'm twenty two. I'll be twenty three in in April. Knowing that right now there's so much guys my age, uh, sleeping outside, mm-hmm. have guns, they carry guns, mm-hmm. not because they want to, not mm-hmm. because they want to be soldiers, not because they want to be fighting but because they have to for their people, mm-hmm. you know. There's so many people, so many guys my age, you know. They're, they're fighting, they, they're out in the, in the jungle, in the uh, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. forest, forest, fighting, defending the community they have, yeah. you know. It's like, it's like, it's an instinct, you mm-hmm. know. You don't think about you want it or you don't want it. It's an instinct, yeah. you know. It's mm-hmm. just like, let's say, Everybody now says, you know what? Everybody in the United States say, you know what? We don't like Sea Rapids. We're going after it. You have kids here. Yeah. You have you have parents here. You have mm-hmm. your wife here. So, me knowing that I'm one of the lucky ones yeah. that made it out here yeah. and got to a better life. Yeah, and I and them that makes me thankful. For sure, it makes you thankful. Yeah, and it yeah. can only imagine the difficulty of leaving your home because of conflict and then coming to a new place where language is different and culture is different. But one of the great things of the gospel is you have family here. And yes, we're brothers yes. and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. We're so excited uh, that you're here and mm-hmm. really looking forward to getting to know you guys better. Mm-hmm. What are some ways that Veritas people listening to this could pray for love you guys, help you? Like, what are what are some ways that, that um, the Veritas people could do that? So, me going, starting first, like, helping with prayers. Prayers are powerful, mm-hmm. you know. Prayers are powerful, you know. Praying for the people back there, just not just us here. Because mm-hmm. we spend our nights, most of our time, praying for the people back there. So, praying for them is actually, like, a very, very big, big big help you know because they're going through a lot you know i would just say that you know in short they're going through a lot they there's some people that you know they don't have a home you know mm-hmm. they sleep in tents and you know they're in ca- refugee camps those are the lucky ones in refugee camps mm-hmm. there's some living in the bushes some living in the uh like you know somewhere you know in a ditch somewhere, hiding, you know. So having that, imagine, you know, having that fear for your family, for your kids, for your wife, for your parents, you know, for those that are not married. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, you know, the only prayer can get you yeah. through that, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, for me, I would say, I would say the same, pray, pray. Yeah. So um, last year, last year, um, me and my mom had a conversation about what was going on. And 
she she told she asked me if do you know who you are and i told him mom of course i know who i am and do you know and she sa asked me again do you know there's girls your age younger than you and women like you who are sleeping outside and there is they're your age and they might be pregnant and they don't have medics they don't have hospitals to go to and whenever she say that my heart jumped mm -hmm. I, f I, ac I actually started seeing this thing on a different level like whenever it. just when I imagine it you know it just a woman going into labor and outside in outside in the bush and I just cannot wrap my head around it mm -hmm. it's sad it's terrifying it's scary so um, she spoke to me about that, and um, I said, "Mom, we just have to. We have to do something. We have to do something. Let not. Let's not let this continue or go on." And I know these women; they don't have anyone looking after them, you know. And the men, uh, not to say that they they do a lot. Our men in America do a lot, and uh, females as well. But mainly, we're we're looking at. The way we're gonna stay, the way the way that this we're actually gonna have a say in our own country and stay in that country, but we don't look at the other things. When I look for women, um, it's it's uh, we're just thinking of these things when we're they're giving birth, they're this, but like, why are we not focusing on that as well? You know, they're sleeping down here and all this, and it's. Hard to think of. So um, we had a conversation. I had a conversation with her, and um, so we started this project. So I tried to include other people, but not you know not everybody should buy can buy whatever whatever you're um, were planning. So um, so my mom and I started a project where we would buy clothes for women mm. and younger girls, and um, and sometimes give them like uh, money just so they can like feel like just don't always have to depend on you know on men are not there mm -hmm. men are fighting like mm -hmm. if a kid needs something you're gonna have to buy something you know, even though we can buy clothes for you and you know that but you're gonna need something so yeah. we started um, that project and it's still going on yeah. I mean it's um, only her and I who who are doing it so it is hard um, would like to get more people involved in that, in that project, so that we can continue helping these women. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, yeah. I, I I don't really know how I can say it without. So like what I know a little bit yeah. about that is because mom, yeah. I think they ended up, like getting you know clothes and mm -hmm. actually clothes, they send also clothes. some like food you know stuff for food you know they're yeah. buying yeah. essentials, yeah. but mostly clothes, uh, yeah. food. And I think they they helped out about uh, we helped out about uh, twenty some uh, twenty, 20 people, women. Yeah. women so and yeah, if you if Veritas people, if you're listening, you want to help out in that, just reach out to me, and I can connect you with Alice, and we can mm -hmm. um, see what goes from there. But mm -hmm. uh, we love you guys. We're excited that you're uh, that you're here, and we look forward to um, having our people get to know you guys more mm -hmm. and. Um, there's so much that we can learn from you, and mm -hmm. if any way that we can be a help, uh, mm -hmm. we wanna we wanna love you guys as our brothers and sisters as well. So, thanks for coming and sharing a little bit of your story, and uh, we look forward to what God will do together in the future.
Thank you for having us, Caritas. We're also very much excited, and we, uh, every day that goes by, we're really thankful that even giving us a place to worship with you guys, and uh, it's it's amazing. And not just looking at it from just my dad being the pastor. No, we needed this. We needed a place like this where we can worship. I'm saying our younger kids. Um, we need to teach them our culture. We need to think. We want them in church, and we don't ever want them to forget this. And like, it's how uh, how can I say? It's that like we it's grew like up in church. We grew up in church. So the kids, if they can't follow, if we we don't have a place to teach them. Obviously, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Also, like at some point, I've talked. We've talked about like, you know, thinking about getting your own place, your own church is mm-hmm. very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. So. You know, having a place like this to help help our, um, you know, people and raise their kids in Christ. Yes. You know, that's a very, very big thing. There's, like, so many things out, outside. There's yeah. so many. There's, there's a lot of cartoons and there's yeah. a lot of stuff for the kids. We, 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 we need Jesus and we need yeah, each other. Which, yes. uh, yeah, which are, which are our generation and which is having a, a conflict between our generation, uh, our, I say that, dad, Dad's generation, like the older generation. generation. <laughs> they, they, they fear that if we adapt ourselves so much into this American culture, we're gonna forget our own culture, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And keeping us in church, that that that's a reminder that our culture is not gonna die. It's yeah. not gonna be swept away. We still carry that, even though. The, even though, hey, parents, if you're listening, we have to adapt <laughs> ourselves, mom and dad. We have to adapt ourselves in order yeah. to continue moving and living in this country because we we want opportunities yeah. and we, we strive for those opportunities. We need education. So part of adapting ourselves in America is part of that. Is yeah. part of that. Yeah. So yeah. it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. I mean, it has its pros and cons, but... Yeah. And whether that's mm-hmm. Bonnie Lemenge culture, American culture, mm-hmm. we want to be culture. kingdom culture. Yes, we want to be a kingdom. Yes, do, yes so. at the end of the day. Yeah. Yes. Thanks so much, guys, for being here. And uh, we're just we're thrilled to see what God will do in the future. Yeah. Thank, so, you so thank you for having us. You bet. All right, Veritas, we'll uh, catch you next uh, month in the podcast. Bye.